Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Got a really exciting show uh, for you today. My good friend Victor Marks is live in studio uh, with me. Victor, thanks for stopping in. How you doing? Doing great, Eric. Thanks for having me. Me and Scout. Victor's got his dog Scout with him. That's that's awesome. I think Scout has been uh, my favorite guest so far. Yeah, right. <laughs> she she has been on a lot of media and TV shows and even in books. So uh, for those of you listening, Scout is a six-year-old Belgian Malinois that is, uh, we call her Super Scout because she's been in Iraq with us doing our high-risk missions work. And actually, is, she's one of the few dogs that faced ISIS fighters. And then soon after that, uh, like a, a child we had rescued out of the fighting, uh, she let them hold her, pet her for therapy. So I tell people, Scout's a therapy dog that sometimes bites if there's bad people. You know, Scout really, to me, is an awesome picture of meekness, yeah. like power under control, because yes. you could tell she could mess you up, <laughs> but she's so gentle right now. Like She she is, and people they, people say, well, how do you get a Belgian Malinois to be this calm? They go, well, she, you know, she's really like a little chihuahua on crack inside, but she <laughs> has learned to control, just like you were saying, if you eat the candy. Uh, you, you know, she... You, control all that, keep it down, and then use it for good. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Victor's been to RMC several times and really enjoyed our partnership together in the gospel. And you're hosting a men's event that I'm really pumped about on May 21st. All Things Possible is bringing this to Colorado Springs. Uh, So tell us about this event. Well, it's a great opportunity, first for, you know, believers, men to, to come out and enjoy fellowship, hear some I would say unique guest, you know, some are familiar, some you won't be, but, uh, and then even for men who just aren't churchgoers, you're not, you're not going to, they're not going to want to come out to certain churches. This is a great place to bring them out. It's May 21st from 12 to five. And we're actually holding it instead of a church, which tends to be normal. We're holding it out at Fort Carson, uh, an army base. And we have speakers like Nick Vucic. That, you know, the body there at uh, uh, Rocky Mountain is really familiar with. Good brother. Uh, good friend. Yeah. Uh, I remember when he, when he was single. And uh, we would start doing events together. And then he got married. And I was a family man. And uh, God is using him just continued in unique ways. For those of you who don't know Nick Vucic, he's the individual. I'm not profiling. But he doesn't have any arms and legs. That's yeah. That's what's unique about him. And he he has, I mean, he skied, played soccer, uh, golfed, surfed, skydived, and uh, swims. So a guy like this really leaves no man with excuses on becoming, I would say, fully and completely what God has wanted you to become. So uh, he's fun and funny. So, yeah, yeah he's coming up for that. 
And y'all have had a good experience with Nick. Oh, yeah. We love Nick. And I think that, man, all the men in the city are, are going to be blessed by all these speakers, uh, but especially Nick. I mean, you you really don't have any reason to complain when you hear Nick speak, and he's so compelling. Right. And, uh, I mean, normally when he speaks at places, folks have to get turned away. Yeah. Because he's he's such an amazing draw. So another unique guest, uh, which will be new to this group, but he's not new to us. He's our COO for All Things Possible. His name is, he's retired Colonel, uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Jeff Teagues. Now, what's unique about him is he, his Army career, he ended up in the Special Operations Community and then made it in Delta. Um, and to make it to that level, to Tier 1, for 10 years as a troop commander, and he ended up having over 1,000 missions. Wow. 1,000 missions. He never lost a man, which is amazing in itself. Uh, but then he's also been awarded five Bronze Stars, a silver with V for Valor. And even in the special operations community, he and I were just up in Alaska speaking at Army bases. And every group we spoke to, uh, none of them, uh, the younger generation, the majority, hadn't even ever met a Delta operator. Uh, and so to meet one that's considered legendary in so many regards, it was a real, and man, they loved him. So, you know, he tells stories of uh, doing a few things that people can or could and uh, doing it with God's favor and blessing mm. on it. Uh, he, I tell folks, he's the best monster hunter I've ever worked with. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So how do guys get tickets if they want to go, Victor? You uh, yeah, I mean, uh, okay, the easiest way is just go to KMG Fort Carson. Dot com. Okay. At yeah. Kingdom Men's Gathering. So KMGFortCarson.com. That gives all the information. And again, you know, it's a hefty event. So uh, again, for men who won't want to f- spend a full day. At, and this is this is going to be a little bit different. Again, um, you know, some guys a little bit saltier than others. and But it's a place where even non-believers can come, hang out as men, and enjoy. Well, I mean, we've got a, a Denver Bronco coming down uh, to speak, uh, Dalton uh, Reisner, and then we got Mark Little, who's a an amazing. You know, he he's he he's the only like what I would say real pastoral type on the lineup, but he's also uh, a lawyer. Has done some really heavy cases. Smart guy. Yeah, very smart. What I love about him, and he's so funny. Uh, our relationship is he's he's a dangerous gentleman. And that's one of the themes that I have for my life and helping other men. Uh, as Christian men, too often we can, you know, it, it starts to move toward being passive and thinking that Christ is just, and well, he's not. You know, he wouldn't flip tables and make a, a whip if, if that's all his life was about, being passive. But Mark, while he was engaged to his future wife, they got mugged. And I, I think it was UCLA, the campus, and he stepped in front of her to protect her, and the thug shot him in his leg with a shotgun, mugging him, and he ended up losing his leg. Wow! And so he, you know, he has a prosthetic, and we spoke at a, an event in California. <laughs> you know, if you listeners don't know me, I'm I'm a I'm a tad bit off, uh, but I'd say in a in a healthy, effective way, uh, my wife. 
hopefully would agree. But I told him, I said, so you got, you're carrying a peg leg. And he's looking at me like, uh, yeah. And he was dressed nice. I said, can I kick it just to make sure? <laughs> he's like, what? What? Who is this guy? Yeah. yeah. And I did end up kicking it. He laughed his head off. I said, okay, you, you do. You're authentic. That's great. So if you're interested in going men, uh, you can Google Kingdom Men, Colorado Springs. It's May 21st uh, from 12 to 5. When I saw this, I was really excited. I know we're going to promote it at Rocky Mountain Calvary, but I've really been praying for the men in our city, the men of our state, mm. uh, that God would open up hearts and minds. You know, And I really believe that this event's going to be a big part of that. You know, What do you think the current state of men in, in, in Colorado right now? You know, I would say discouraged, hopeless, you know, yeah. a feeling of, of discouragement and hopelessness, kind of going through the motions, uh, yeah. and God wanting to wake us up to be courageous, you yeah. know, to follow him, to lead and serve our families, lead and serve God's people. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'd, I'd agree with you. Men need a mission. Yeah. And oftentimes they think, well, if I'm, you know, if I'm not behind the pulpit, I'm really not a right. great m- man of God or... yeah. Or, well, Victor, you know, how to get on y'all's team and go rescue kids from pedophiles. And and the reality is all you have to be is who God made you to be. That's right. Run in the lane you're supposed to. And that's where I think God gets glorified and a man feels valued. Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Have Victor Marks with me from All Things Possible. They're bringing in a great men's event May 21st from 12 to 5 at Fort Carson Kingdom Men. So check it out, guys. We would love to have you there. And also, it's going to be a great event to invite other men out uh, to. Uh, Victor, while I've got you in, would you mind sharing with us about All Things Possible? Maybe some of our listeners uh, aren't familiar with your ministry. Uh, Would you share with us about it? Yeah, I'd love to. we're, we're a unique ministry that does high-risk work in providing trauma relief for those who've been affected, and we, by, you know, violence, uh, war, um, trafficking, um, and it, we have several different lines of effort, but I think what we got most known for was when ISIS invaded Iraq. Uh, so many women were kidnapped and children and people were killed. And uh, God called us to run toward the sound of gunfire instead of away from it. Hmm. And, you know, people go, oh, it's such a heroic thing. And and, I, and I'm and i like, yeah, no, I didn't want to do it. I, I told my wife, no. I You know, I just come out of Burma with Dave Eubank, and I'm like, hey, there's other organizations that can go into Iraq during the fighting and, and help offer aid and solution and whatnot. But the Lord really put our hand on it. My wife, I blame her. Because she's, she's like, well, honey, did you even pray about it? I'm like, well, no, I just don't want to go. you know. And that was the beginning of us helping to reach, sometimes rescue, recover, uh, provide help and hope for many women and children who have been affected by ISIS. Hmm. And so much so that I, we just completed our 16th pump wow. to Iraq or Syria. We actually have a house there. We took our kids there one summer doing the wow. fighting in 2017. My son turned 12 in Iraq. Wow. That's quite a birthday. It, right? Why? He goes, Dad, it was the worst birthday ever because <laughs> there was fighting and, you know, and he, they had to stay in the house because we're bringing kids in. But you know what? I let him hold a grenade 
I said, you get the whole rook. He goes, really? Can I pull the pin? I'm like, no. You got to be way older than that, be in the military. So my wife, my son Wyatt's in studio with us listening today, and he's enjoying hearing Victor and Scout, Victor's <laughs> dog. So, so he had his 12th birthday in Iraq. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, to date, just in Iraq and the Middle East, we've helped over 43,000 women and children. Wow. And um, our last pump in, which was just uh, a month and a half ago, um, my wife and I and Colonel Teagues and a small team, we went. Listen, unbelievable. We were able to help a girl that it had so far has been held one of the longest captives by ISIS. She got abducted, her parents killed at 11 years old. Eric, she, within 48 hours of us being there or her being free, she was in our house. Wow. She was in our safe house. Broken nose, broken back, and a big smile. She, I'm like, why are you smiling so much? She goes, I'm free. Wow. Been held captive for seven years. And I would say this, the stuff that we do is, um, I guess we face oftentimes the manifestation of evil. You hear about it, and a lot of evil is, is you know, targeted at our minds because that's the battlefield. But then you'll see the manifestation of evil through very wicked people yielding, and we want them to get saved. We want them, um, you know, I mean, I've prayed for, uh, I remember one time, one night after midnight, praying for an ISIS fighter who had hmm. just been captured, and Scout was right next to him saying, hold still, don't don't do anything crazy. So our heart is to see all men saved. But then we are required to stand in the gap against forces of evil to protect the innocent. And we do that now, not only in the Middle East, Southeast Asia, south of the border, Mexico, all the way down to Colombia, and then here in the U.S., Yeah, uh, a lot of it. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, something I think we hear about but don't know a lot about is human human trafficking. Yes. You know, could you speak into that a little bit? Like, sure. Even here in Colorado Springs, you know. Yeah, it, there's it's human trafficking. You'll have the workforce where they'll get people working. That what's become popular in the last, I'd say, decade or less is is sex trafficking, and that's when someone's forced to do something they shouldn't or don't want to. And the age limit just keeps going down and down and down. Hmm. We're now, um, you know, it's it's a major problem. And it's not, it doesn't always look like what people think. I'll give you a very recent case right now. Uh, we had four sisters that were recovered out of a horrific trafficking situation, driven 10 hours here to Colorado Springs because we have a training center here. This is where we're based. We kept that quiet for years because of we needed to, um, uh, but we brought them. They stayed here with us three weeks. Wow! And um, and let me tell you how real this is. Uh, we we actually the bad guys uh, found our location. Uh, one of the girls had a phone and did some stuff we wasn't aware of, and they literally found the pin drop and came to abduct them. They drove ten hours to try. Because this is the harsh reality. The mother of these daughters is one of them that was trafficking mm. her own daughters and wanted the 10-year-old, the youngest, to sell her. So it's it's a very, very evil thing that's going on in our country. And um, thank God for law enforcement, for uh, different agencies that stand in the gap. And we're happy this, this weekend— uh, this coming Friday, based in Florida, we're doing what's called a skull game. We're bringing hunters that hunt bad people through the internet, 
We build cases and turn them over to law enforcement, and we're going after pedophiles and predators this weekend. We do this a lot. We developed it. Um, so while if people would remember just this weekend to pray, because yeah. we're trying to stop uh, the bad guys from doing bad things to innocent people. And I think this really does kind of tie back into your men's conference that you're doing here in a few weeks, because God's called us as men to be protectors, you yes. know, to, to stand up for justice, to stand up for the faces of evil. Um, you know, is that part of your heart for men is to see men take their God-given place? It is. It, you know, and I use this term, uh, dangerous gentleman. And, you know, uh, and I've, I've got a book coming out on that. And the deal is I think men— especially Christian men, it's okay to be dangerous. It's okay. We should be. Because if not, then who? When it comes time to protect your wife, your children, some innocent people, uh, we can't just relegate that responsibility to police and our military. It requires us being able to stand up in the gap at a moment's notice for need. Um, You know, um, it was interesting, and this is very good, we had those girls at a church service on Easter when the bad guys showed up, and they showed up in the parking lot of a church to abduct them. And I was able to tell their security team, the security team, I said, guys, this isn't a drill. This is real. Hmm. We've got two guys, gang-affiliated, have driven 10 hours to abduct a girl. And, man, they went into gear. And you've never seen so many men alive in your life. Hmm. The, the, the protector mode came out. And again, I it looks different. I think all men have a warrior heart. It looks different. Some men war on a keyboard. Some uh, some men war with pen and paper or using their voice. But we need to stand up. Which there's one thing that keeps men from doing it: fear. Yeah, it's fear. And I was like, perfect love cast out fear. Second Timothy one seven scripture I've had to live by. God's not given us a spirit of fear but a power, love, and a sound mind. So, yeah, I think the enemy definitely is planned. And doesn't it say about the end times, men's hearts would, right? Grow cold, yeah. Yeah, and then fear would overtake them. It's it's time for men to live as though they have five stones on a sling, and they're not afraid of any Goliath that comes in their life. Yeah. So men, May 21st from 12 to 5, uh, Kingdom Men, Colorado Springs. You can Google it. It'll be at Fort Carson. You know, Victor, I've, I've got kind of a heartfelt question for you if I can go there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure some listeners have been through some significant trauma. Yeah. And maybe it's it's hidden. Maybe it's something they've never talked about. And we know Christ wants to bring healing. He came to heal the brokenhearted. But, you know, what advice would you give to a listener that maybe he's experienced abuse or experienced trauma, and it's it's really messing with him. Well, it's a great question, and thanks for asking it, Pastor Eric. I, I would say this first, for context of what I'm about to tell people, just here's a 30-second synopsis of my story. I was abused as a kid in every way possible and clean torture, and I was left for dead in a commercial cooler. Um, that caused significant problems. I had to have a hundred and 23 visits to a trauma specialist over a nine-month period. They put me on medications such as Depakote, Depakine, Prozac, Zoloft, lithium buspar. In the sixth grade, I actually started drinking and using drugs. So, you know, my mother was married six times, 14 schools, 17 houses. So I just I wanted that to be context for what I'm going to say. 
or else the person listening would say, you don't, I don't want your advice because you don't know what I'm feeling. Right. Well, I can say I do. And this is the first thing I would say regarding abuse. The shame's not yours. Hmm. Never was. And you're not made to take the shame of someone else abusing you. That's, that's the predator. That's the abuser's shame. And it falls squarely on them. The second, and this is hope, God made you to heal. Hmm. It's, it's, um, and you can never give up on that. You might feel crazy at times. And this is what I would tell you. Crazy thoughts don't make you crazy. Uh, now, I've been crazy. I mean, clinically, I say I was crazy with a K. I was mayor of Crazyville. Because when you're going to psychiatrists and psychologists that much to try to uh, get fixed, and believe me, I know what it's like to hear from a psychiatrist that says you'll never fully function hmm. because of their past abuse. And it was severe. Thank goodness for the gift of sarcasm because I just said, Doc, I never functioned anywhere in the first place. So continue paying your student loan. So, you, you know, uh, and that's the other thing is use humor. When you're at your lowest part, it could be at night, it could be in your car, it could be relationships have exploded, you can't maintain a job. Listen, it will pass. And I don't care how many years you're on. The lowest points will always pass. Do not ever make a permanent decision based on a temporary problem. Hmm. And that's what feelings are. So, uh, and I think that's what propels me. God's leading me to help so many people that have been abused. I mean, just just today we confirmed that we took in a 13-year-old that had been abused since she was five, the worst, by a pedophile. And we we extracted her out of this place, and we have her in a safe house. Hmm. It's a different country. The smile on her face. If people go to my Instagram, Victor Marks, my name is spelled with an X, look at the before and after of this girl. One day of when we were rescuing her, the other day she's in us. Look at what hope is. And then that's what I would say. Hope matters. You cannot give up on hope. And um, I'm telling you, whether you're religious or not, Jesus is so real, and he won't forsake you. And you may say, well, if you say that he forsook me when I went through this or when I lost that person or whatever, and and I would say regarding abuse and craziness like that, God doesn't cause this stuff to happen. He'll allow people to make decisions and choices, and unfortunately many people make bad choices. Mm -hmm. But here's what God will do, folks. He will redeem even the worst of what Satan, the father of lies, the one who steals, kills, and destroys. He's the one to blame, not God. God will redeem even that. And he's done it in my life. I sit here. I sit here. Well, I'm full grown now, you know. And my, I'm married 34 years, never cheated or been cheated on. That, like, that, that breaks every possible statistic. Right, period. And then uh, I have five children and four grandkids. And I'm telling you, it's the name of my ministry, and it's called With God All Things Are Possible. And, you know, the only problem I've had with that is when my wife says, is it possible for you to take out the garbage, honey? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> All things are possible. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, watch. I'll get our teenage boy to do it. Yeah. Victor, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. A couple things really stood out that you shared of 
of that God has made you to heal, yeah. you know, and, and it feels like that'll never happen, right. but he has the ability to do that and then to not give up on hope. And your life is a real testimony to God's ability to uh, restore. And I know mm. there's pain there, oh, sure. but God has, has really done a, a redemptive work. And I think a Lazarus, you know, God mm. raised Lazarus from the dead and he was known for, for being the guy that God raised from the dead. Wow. And you know, I, never I, I see like that, that in your wow. life. You know, it's it's a real real Thank testimony. You. And you know, for those that are listening, like you know, Christ does really understand your sorrows in, in in a way that nobody else can. And there there is hope in Him. And not not to minimize the pain. You know, the, the pain's real. But man, don't give give up on hope. That's such a strong good word. It, you know. Well, thank you. Can Can I share one story that yeah, was please. so significant to me? And and I I seldom share this. Because it's so, one, it's very personal, but two, it was so healing for me, is I had seen counselors and, you know, and I had one counselor, this, this fella, he had, he had PhD behind his name. And I was like, what's that, post hole digger? And he was from Texas, so he understood my sense of humor and my roughness. And he asked me one question, and it, it put me off for, I mean, a long time. And he just said, Victor, where was Jesus? When you were getting beaten, where was he? And I remember I got so defensive because all I could come up with is he was, well, he was busy. He, you know, he was helping other kids that were worse off than me. And he goes, but, but where was he for you? It was an honest question. And he knew how to poke me right in my heart. It took me almost two years before I'd asked Jesus that. I did it by myself. And I said, Lord, where were you? And it was very specific. One time I was getting beaten. I was a kid. My stepfather, you know, he'd make me lay down on the bed face first, and he'd take a belt, and he'd hit me, and he'd wait for me to relax because you tighten up, you know, anticipating the next hit. And then once I would relax, he'd hit me again, he'd wait for me to relax and hit me again. He would do it until I stopped tightening, until I gave up hope. And... And I never forget when I asked the Lord, I said, you know, that that particular, there was a lot, but that one came to mind. And I never forget, as I'm talking to God, praying, I saw myself there again in the room. And then I saw my stepfather. He was holding that beer in his hand. I, everything was so real. I mean, I, I could smell the smell. I could see everything. And he was holding that belt, a leather belt. And all of a sudden, Jesus appeared. And for a minute, I thought, Jesus, just turn and touch his heart, make him die. Hmm. But then that just would have been a, a false fantasy. It wouldn't have been real because that's not what happened. I got beat. And then for another split second, I thought, well, why are you just going to watch me? What type of sick God are you or Savior? You're just going to stand there and watch. That's not. And then what happened next changed my life forever, folks. My stepfather reared back to hit me. Jesus stepped in between me and him. Then he kneeled down, and he placed his body on top of mine, and I saw his body start to mesh into mine, and he took the first part of every beating wow. so that I could live. Hmm. That's love, and that's someone that never leaves you or forsake you. And he's there for every person that listened. Hmm. Right now, he's been there, and he knows your pain. That's powerful. Thanks, Victor. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. 
You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.